This month, Stakes is High podcast is sponsored by American Income Life Indiana, the Cunningham Agency. Think you have what it takes to play for a championship team? Are you ready to take your life to the next level? Our sponsor, American Income Life Indiana, the Cunningham Agency, was voted top workplace by IndyStar, best place to work in Indiana, one of Forbes' happiest companies to work for, and featured on ESPN. This great agency is looking for business athletes. If you are competitive, driven, fun, self-motivated, and enjoy helping and interacting with new people on a regular basis, then this is the job for you. If you want to roll with the winners, visit their website at www.ailofindiana.com forward slash careers. Again, that is www.ailofindiana.com forward slash careers. When applying, be sure to reference the Stakes is High podcast and tell them we sent you Stakes is High podcast. Peace. Yeah. Stakes is High. Thank you for tuning in. Yeah, look. We back up in the building now. Hey, yo, we about to tear the building down like a 757 or 911. Street smart niggas with the wisdom of a reverend. All the eyes stacked against us. We still the ones you should bet with. Shark confess the waters interact your own discretion. Swimming with piranhas, trying not to get your flesh beat. Yeah, real podcast for people that's really real. CC and Jones tell you how they feel. Every Wednesday when you hit play, you gon' laugh and learn something from this discussion. We going up. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to the Stakes is High podcast, a real podcast having real conversation with real people. And I am Jones. I can't say what up, TC. TC is not here with us today. TC is downtown Chicago at the Blues Fest. Yeah, at the Blues Fest, having way more fun than I am here in Indianapolis. But um, yeah, man, I attempted to call him a couple times, so uh, and I text him a few times, so... But, uh, hey, TC, man, what up, brother, man? I am going to attempt to do your part of the show, and that is, TC, where can they find us? You can find us on social at Stakes is High Pod on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and, uh, yeah, that's it. <laughs> if you want to reach out to us and find all our past episodes, you can go to Stakes is High Pod on Instagram, SoundCloud, Google Play, our heart our iheart radio and spotify if you have any questions you can email us at stakes ipod at gmail.com uh if you want to if you're interested in being a sponsor on our show also um if you want to be a guest anything like that please email us we do respond to our emails and we do put our uh, guests uh or you know our listeners if you have ideas we do talk about those on the show so please check us out there um and yeah, I attempted a TC, but yeah, choppy, like choppy, choppy in my way. So yeah, please guys hit us up um, again. I am. I want to. I want to reiterate, please. If you guys do, if you if you are interested in being a sponsor, uh, please do so. We have our uh, sponsor. Shout out to James. Let me give their social because I want to be very clear on this. Brother reached out and uh, a friend of mine, and he he ran an ad on our show. And he responded and said, hey, man, I want to go ahead and um, become a permanent 
ad for the show. So let me give you guys their uh, their Instagram. It's American Income Life Indiana, um, and they have uh, he 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 offers great opportunity there. Opportunity there. Um, if you're looking for work, if you're looking for anything, we talk about at the beginning of this episode. But hey, man, hit him up. Uh, the Cunningham Agency in Indiana. He has linked up with us and became our permanent sponsor. So shout out to that, man. It's just, again, uh, it's it's investing yourself. You know, uh, we had, you know, 900 listens our last episode or whatever, man. That's 900 people hearing about your business. And I'm telling you, it's very affordable. I'm not trying to do any kind of sales here, but man, I just want people to invest in themselves. And if you have a business, if you have, we, you know, it doesn't matter, man. If you are making blankets and you're trying to sell them, <laughs> hit us up. You know, we will, we will make sure we make it very affordable for you, and 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 you know, run an ad on our show. So hit us up at stakesishighpod at gmail dot com. All right. Um, TC, hope you're okay out there, brother. Let's send out a prayer for TC. <laughs> Free TC. Free, yeah, man. Uh, our uh, our next guest has been here before. He is a return guest, uh, family here on the stakes is high. Uh, he he's had. Uh, this is our second time doing this. I, the the recording was messed up last time. So, but man, I I, uh, I want to introduce our next guest he was on like i said uh he it's my probably my top five it is bro my top five episode um maybe top three that's dope maybe top three episode and that episode is how to raise a cul-de-sac kid um man that was it was deep and i think it's conversation but let me before i go in there man uh we have our guest returning guest patrick jones what's up brother what's going on there man how you doing good man good uh that last episode we did how to raise a cul-de-sac kid man uh i feel that conversation could still that's a continued conversation we can have it's a real conversation man i think that's what that's the type of work i'm doing with this and maybe too early to mention this but that's the type of work i'm doing with this book uh, yeah, because when you think about raising a cul-de-sac kid, I think one of the things you mentioned on the last couple of episodes, maybe, mm-hmm. was about basically when a child grows up in the so-called hood, mm-hmm. it is cool to, you know, do certain things, right? Yeah. And yeah, so yeah. when you look at that, I think the question you were asking TC is why is that so? And uh, I don't, you know, if we can get too deep into it now, I think yeah, yeah. one of the reasons it's so is because uh, it's deep rooted in rebellion. Mm. And so if you do what a what a so-called white cul-de-sac kid would do, yeah. you are essentially assimilating to what white society wants you to do. And mm. I think black people inherently want to rebel against that. So that's why it's so cool to do anything opposite. Mm. right? So even when you think of like why the nation of Islam is so strong, it's because it is a rebellion to white assimilist society. Yeah, and so yeah. right, the uh, nation of Islam has just as big a draw as gangs, right? Mm-hmm. So when you think, and I'm not calling the nation of Islam a gang. Don't get me wrong. What I'm saying yeah, is, yeah. it is it is not the culture of the white society, which means you have certain black people that are drawn to that because they're saying this is something different. This is built for the black. This is something different, right? Mm-hmm. This is built for the black man. This is built for the black woman, right? Mm-hmm. And so when you talk about cul-de-sac kids, you have to ask yourself: Is my cul-de-sac kid assimilating into white society, or am I giving them something that they can be drawn to? That t- 
touches their blackness. Yeah. But do you think, and, and with that being said, uh, I, I spoke on it before on the show, we have two, two, com- two commonly we say, man, we need to start being more like white folks. And then we follow that, co- we follow that comment based off something like, man, I didn't be, we need to be more like white folks, man. We need to start saving more money. Mm-hmm. We need to be more like white folks. And, you know what I mean? And I always said, like, like white folks wh- the only people to save money. <laughs> yeah. Samusa <Masa> <laughs> bankrupted all of like Northern Africa when he went on his uh, pilgrimage. To yeah. Mecca, you yeah. know what I'm saying? But do you, do you know, you know what I mean? I when we have exactly that, because, you, yeah. I, you know, I think that's, um, it's almost like that. If it ain't, if it ain't white, it ain't right. Uh-huh. And uh-huh. if we look within ourselves, why can't we say, yo, I need to be more like, and you you say someone black or mm-hmm. you know what i mean because at the end of the day you know like being more like white people we will never be more like white people Mm-mm. and and that's nothing to do with racism that has nothing to do that's just a reality you know the question i've been dealing with and i, I read a book on it this year it's called the history of white person this is a question i had to ask myself what is a white person right mm. you talk about black people you're talking about somebody from africa right, right and for right. us that makes sense because a lot of us don't know where in africa we came from unless you've done your african ancestry do right? we think like that though right there's someone from africa right i'm, I'm not sure we even think i'm a pan-africanist and i think i see every black person as an african right but do you but think you're common don't that's what most, i was getting. most people yeah, don't. yeah so but but we still have a common culture here in the yeah. united okay, states okay. right yeah, yeah when you think a white person white people right what what is a white person person? They're, so here's here's the deal. Okay. Go up to the next white person you see, somebody you trust, uh-huh. and ask them what they like about being white. Mm-hmm. Ask them that question, right? If I asked you right now what you like about being black, what would your answer be? Yeah, there's a lot of things I could say. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, ask yeah. a white person that question, they're going to get real uncomfortable. But is that privilege? Part of it is privilege. A part of it is they don't know what being white means. So if you if you if you ask an Italian person what mm-hmm. they like about being Italian, mm-hmm. they're gonna give you about a hundred different answers. I like our bread. I like our women. I like our dances. I like our music. They're gonna tell you all that. Mm-hmm. The same answers a black person would give you give you when they talk about what they like about being black. But when you ask them what they like about being white, mm-hmm. being being white is not a real thing. Even they don't know what it is because mm-hmm. they've been all moved into this homogeneous grouping mm-hmm. called whiteness. Right? right That's right, not right. really real. Right, 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 right. That was constructed. But do we, as a people outside of being white, mm-hmm. do we look at it as because so many responsibilities or so many negative or positive things come with being white? Mm-hmm. Do we put more definition on that more than what a white person would? For sure. You see what I'm saying? For so, sure. like, like. It almost goes into For this. Sure. It almost goes into this. So we, we like we played a huge role in we, inventing it in our psyche exactly. about what whiteness is. Yes, yes. Yeah. Because whiteness comes with all these things that we defined it to define it to where your common white person is like, bro, I don't care. I'm white. like for example, we put racism and the first thing we think of is white people. Mm-hmm. And you ask your common white person, they probably like, yo man, I, w- I think about going, getting up in the morning, going to work, going to raise my kids. Mm-hmm. Going, they think about the things that where we put these 
responsibilities on them, good or bad. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Just like you said, all white people don't have money, but we say, man, I need to be more like white people and have. Oh, I can show you a whole bunch of broke folks <laughs> below, exactly. seven, below 10th Street. You know exactly. What I'm we exactly. go below 10th Street, it's going to be a whole bunch of poor white folks. You know what exactly. I'm exactly. Uh, and, and I think, in addition to that, like our psyche and our biases, in, in, and with that, I'll tell you a story. I was in Denver about this time last year, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm hitting around a corner and I smell that loud. And as soon as I smell that loud, I'm like, oh man, some ninjas acting crazy out here, right? I hit the corner. But you in Denver dude, though, bro. It's you gotta a dude know. with a briefcase and a <laughs> you three piece yeah, yeah, suit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Shine shoes. Uh, hitting, shine shoes, hitting the doobie hard. Yeah, and I'm just like, yeah, whoa. Yeah, Blew yeah. my mind, bro. Blew my mind. Cause I'm yeah, like, yeah. but not only that, we're talking about a population in the United States where more mm-hmm. than 70% of the population is white, which means they ain't bringing in these drugs for us. Mm-hmm. You know, 70, mm-hmm. 70% of the population is partaking too. Right. We right, got, right. we got to know that. Right. So you can't for have sure. innumeracy when we're do- dealing with what's going on in the United States. Right. But it just hit my psyche so hard. I'm like, wow, that was rough on my mind. Like, bam, hit me. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, like yeah. It, any, any problem that exists in our country, you can rest assured it ain't just us. Yeah, and we you don't know, have to put it on our shoulders. Right, right. And I think too, man, I think what happens is we get we get stuck in a bubble within our culture, meaning the culture of the Midwest. Yeah. Yep. And and what I had a culture shock when I when I went to um I went to Phoenix. Mm-hmm. And and this is one thing that we have to be careful about because we get stuck in that bubble just as much as like we would say uh, racists get stuck in their bubble or whatever. Sure. But we can do that here at, even as black people or even as whatever. So I was stuck in the mindset of the of the Midwest bubble. Mm-hmm. And when I went to uh, Phoenix and I seen a Mexican pushing a Benz or what? a Mexican CEO, I was like, what? For sure. Because in the Midwest – the Mexican is the working Mexican, and they are with the cowboy bat, the cowboy hat, and they going to work in the fields. I was like, "Oh my, oh my God!" Like they call those chutos. <laughs> yeah. See, and and with you being from LA, uh-huh. you know, you seeing a different like, and I think we can get caught up in that bubble of For sure. of mindset, just like. You know, you'll see a brother like if we see a brother here who is a boss, but he has locks. You go somewhere in Atlanta, they'd be like, yo, that's common. Yes. Here we'll be, what? It's straight up regular, man. I, I tell you what, like, just growing up in, in my neighborhood in Compton, you can go, you could go a cool three months without seeing a white person, bro. You, you just, yeah. you just yeah. live in your life. It's regular. It's normal, right? You because, came here, it was like, what the? <laughs> yeah, you go to your store. When I came here, the first day I came here, I went and applied for a job at IPS, mm-hmm. and I went to one of their schools, met with the principal. And I was, I was, I mean, straight up flabbergasted to see that the janitor yeah. was white. I've never seen mm. that in my life. I've never seen a white janitor before I came here, bro. Right, right. Never. Right. It blew my mind again. I had to <laughs> move into the Midwest and going to college in the South tore me up. I'd never seen poor white people before yeah. I came to the South. Yeah. I'd never yeah. seen white janitors before I came to the Midwest. Man, it's dog. just a different world. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. There's plenty to see out there. Yeah, man. Yeah. I, um... I think uh, going back to the cul-de-sac kid, there's uh, so much we can go, we can we yeah. can explore with that, and yeah. we may have to have a part two. Hey, and it. I want to get some other parents on here yeah. who have been successful in their field and who 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 was raised in the struggle 
and they worked their ass off not to have to be that way. That's why right. we're kids now. Yep. What else? What are you seeing? What yep. you know what I mean? So yep. have you talked to Will? St- I know Will Stomp is from your uh, yeah 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 area for sure, right? For sure. Yeah, Will's he, been on a few. Yeah, Jamar just, been on a few times. Yeah. He just moved, I think. Uh-huh. And I, yeah, he, he did. Posted about it. I haven't talked to him, but his his son used to go to my school. Okay, yeah, so he yeah, posted yeah. about it a little bit. I just been watching that, like watching him come up, right? But I do wonder, like, what's it like for him to live in that neighborhood, like, you know? Yeah, you know what's crazy? That that might be a good guess because I have seen it. And shout out to, shout out to uh, uh, Jamar, man. Uh, intro on our, he blessed us with the intro. Yeah, man. And um, you know, been on a few times and has most definitely he has uh, given me some great guests and some ideas. He's gave me a. Uh, Amani Trey Niner, mm. uh, Maxi. Mm-hmm. So man, he he rides with the stakes as high. So yeah. you know, shout out to hometown, and um, that might be. Uh, I think we may have kind of touched on that, yeah, somewhat on he one might, of the episodes. But we we to may have that. to go to raising a Kodasak here part two because he he was all about success for his sons yeah, and daughters. Yeah, man. yeah, yeah, all yeah, about yeah, it. Yeah, him yeah. and his wife, man. Yeah, and they, they don't. I don't know if they still have, they had a, a, a pr- promotion company where they bring artists into the city. Okay, and do like. Uh, uh, Christian rap at the uh, yeah 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 I don't I don't you know I don't know if he's place. still doing that I don't yeah, know if he's but, still doing that I mean that. that was dope too I, yeah, I just yeah. I had so much respect for what he was doing yeah right there. he yeah. just uh, I just seen him uh, it's been a, maybe a month or two ago yeah uh, he bought his own truck cash you know man. for so yeah Listen, man we yeah he's coming he, up dope bro. brother man dope yeah. and he rides for he rides for the people he supports so sure. and he's pro Indianapolis so you know he he wants to see Not the city nothing, city thing thing yeah yeah um. Let's talk about this book, man. Yeah. You got this book here, uh, Journey to Legacy, Volume 1. Volume is, 1, you coming with you coming with another one, hey, obviously. Man, we might have four or five in there. Okay, okay. We okay. might have four or five. This is just the introduction, man. And, like, honestly, so first I'm going to say shout out to my wife for putting up with all my bull going through. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah. One, yeah. I work up. First, I work a lot. Then I have like three or four hobbies, right? Mm-hmm. And then in addition to that, I was writing this book and two others, right? Okay, okay. And so, hey, she, before we go on, man, yeah. you you act like you know that hip hop, man. But you know, we we could talk about that later. I know about that. Stakes, <laughs> right, we gotta That's go that with it. Day you <laughs> yeah, know them is high. yeah, man. But we gotta have a hip hop conversation later. But go listen, ahead, my bad, man. Listen, I, you know, I coach principals. There's a principal I'm bringing here from New York. And he swears to me that Jay is better than Nas. And I, boy, I want to ah, I'm kill him. I'm with him. I'm with him. I'm with nah, him. Nah, 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 fake thug, no love. You get the <laughs> See, here we go. <laughs> Listen, nah, not even close. But yeah. with this uh, journey to legacy, now, now we we gonna leave Jay and Nas alone. But with this journey to legacy, <laughs> volume one, like shout out to my wife Kamika Jones from Indianapolis, putting up with my BS and making sure that our kids are raised and making sure that our house is taken care of. Um, that can't be understated, man. If I didn't have her, yeah, yeah. listen, it, it, it wouldn't have got done for our kids. And essentially, this book was written for my kids. Okay. Um, and the journey started when I was reading a book by, by a guy named Dr. Raymond Wimbush. Okay. That's, a, that's a name you need to know. He he rides hard for African peoples around the world. And honestly, I didn't I didn't have him as a mentor or anything like that. When I was at Fisk, he was uh, the director of the... Um, Race Relations Institute at Fisk University okay. in Nashville. And um, 
I didn't have him as a, as a professor or a mentor or anything, but I always like watched him. He was definitely in the hip hop. And for an older cat to be in the hip hop and ride hard for our music, yeah, I have much respect, tough, respect tough. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I still keep tabs on him on Facebook, you know, and check out what he's doing. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was reading a book that he wrote called The Warrior Method, right? Mm -hmm. And it was about how to raise black boys. Mm. And in this book, he was talking about, essentially talking about safe spaces for young men. And with this safe space, he was talking about something called the Poro Society in West Africa. And essentially is what it is. It's a secret society of African young men where it's a rite of passage. Um, and in this society, um, they had activities that they had to go through to become a man in this society. Okay. And the women had a similar society. It was called the Sande Society. And mm -hmm. I did some more research on this. And realistically, they were preparing them to lead the village. And so what they were doing was they were saying the Poro Society would lead the village for, I'm going to get this wrong, but let's just say six months out of the year. Okay. And then the Sande Society would come in and lead the entire village for the other six months. Okay. But they had clear systems around what, who was a man and what you had to do to become a man in mm. our society and who was a woman and what you needed to do to become a woman in our society. Mm. Then I had to start, start thinking like when I was young, I went to this camp in California called Camp Max Strauss and really it was a Jewish camp and I didn't think much about it when I was a kid, but everybody went, but they did have some Jewish kids that went, mm. but you know what they were doing when they were 13? They were getting ready for that bar mitzvah, right? Mm. And so they were reciting lines from the Torah, right? Kids mm. speaking in Hebrew. They had classes they had to go to while everybody else was shooting archery, right? right, right. And then I remember something that one of my former students said to me. She was half Persian, right? And Persian's fancy word for either you're from Iraq or Iran. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right? But you ain't Muslim, <laughs> yeah. right? And so she was half Persian, right? And so she said on weekends she had to go to Farsi school. Because mm. she had to learn about her Persian culture. Mm. And then she, she was half black and half Persian. But she had to learn about her for father sure. was like, for real, you got to learn about this. And then you go back to regular school. Mm. And I was like, man, okay. And then I was coaching a principal recently. His name is Marlon Llewellyn. So it's Shout to Marlon, man. I know Marlon. Marla. You yeah, know Marla? I know yeah. Tracy. Marla. Tracy, okay. Eddie yeah. Ball State, Ball yeah. State Church. That's what I said, yeah. man. We got a, we smirk, uh, so, a small circle of yeah. people that we. That we know in common. Shout out to Alicia. Yeah, Alicia. I yeah. forgot about Alicia Harvey. Big Herb. Yeah. yeah. Um, but Marlon's a good dude, man. I, I was coaching about essentially like how to operate he's from his Florida, school. right? Marlon's from Florida. Yeah. Yep. yeah I yeah, think yeah. he's from Fort Lauderdale. I think so. Yep. Yeah. Played football at Ball State. That's how he did. Yeah, the same time I was there. He so, did. Yeah, yeah. I forgot his number. I messed that up. <laughs> <laughs> he had it up on the wall in, in his office. Yeah. But uh, he was telling me about one of his friends who was a running backs coach. And he said that. You know, he had this rites of passage for his son. And he was telling me how amazing it was. And I was like, well, tell me more about it. And he told me it came from, like, knighthood or something like that. Mm -hmm. And so I bought the book that he referenced. I can't remember the name here, Therese, man. But I bought it, and I remember reading Dr. Raymond Winbush's book. I remember reading this book. And then, oh, girl. And then the Persian young lady, right? And I'm like, I got I to gotta do some kids. Mm. I got to do something for my kids. And I, I'm not sure what that is, but I have to do something. Okay. So okay. what I did was I created, I created this rite of passage program for my son and daughter. Um, and I created it because I wanted to make sure that my son and daughter had what I believed was right about being an adult stamped 
into their psyche mm. and something that they can lean on. And I'll tell you why. It, it, the book goes deeper into that, right? Okay. So I, I, I created that, and I invited every single gentleman who's a part of my son. My son turns 10, so this program starts when your son turns 10 okay. or your daughter turns 10. So I invited every single gentleman that has impact on my son's life, his karate sensei, his baseball coaches, his anybody who's ever coached him whatsoever, the gentleman who worked in my school because he, you know, being a principal, I spent yeah, so much time yeah. at the job. He was always there. Anybody that's ever coached him, had a conversation with him, anything, I invited them. His track coach. Mm -hmm. And uh, we all sat down. We told stories about what it was like for us to be 10 and, I mean, some deep stories, bro. Mm -hmm. Talking about, mm -hmm. like, how you treat your parents, mistakes that you've made in treating your parents, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, mistakes that you made with mm -hmm. other kids. People was going in, right? Yeah. And then I had this sword that I handed to them, and we call it the training sword. That's why this is called the book of the training sword. Mm -hmm. And the reason why I give them a training sword, and we'll get to the values in a minute, the reason why I give them the training sword is because when you're young, I think people are, especially when you're a black boy or a mm -hmm. black young lady, People are quick to think every single thing you do is an ultimate uh, mistake, meaning you can die or go to jail, right? Oh, you can't do that. You can mm. die or go to jail. You right, can't do right, that. Right, you right. can die or go to jail. We got to stop. I mean, some things certainly are, you know, you can't come back from those things. Absolutely. But some stuff, you know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, some stuff yeah. like, okay, you talk back once. Now, we're going to have, a, we for sure going to have a conversation yeah, about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we also going to let you learn and live another day. Okay. Right? Mm -hmm. And so with this, like the training sword, and it's a wooden sword that hangs up in his room right now. Mm -hmm. It symbolizes that he's going to make mistakes. It normalizes the mistakes. You're going to make mistakes on your journey. Right. But because this is a training sword, the only thing that can happen to you is you get a bruise or maybe even a broken bone that's going to heal. Right. But if it was a real sword, you could cut yourself and you could risk the chance of bleeding out. Mm. So you have to experience life from 10 to 13 with a training sword because you know that the mistakes that you're going to make yeah, won't be yeah. deadly. Mm. Right. And so that's why this is the book of the training sword. And with that, with this process, um, there are six values that the young people go into, right? Okay. And go ahead. But, but before, yeah, before you go on, let me ask you. Let me ask you a quick question because yeah. it's very interesting. Um, it's very interesting hearing, you know, the methods and just the concept of uh, guidance. Yeah. Because, you know, that's that's usually where someone falls off. There's a lack sure. of guidance. For There's sure. a lack of. But let me ask you a question, man. Like, um, when I think of, you know, as, as you were saying, and you, you went through the different, uh, the three different uh, examples of cultures, one, teaching them, you know, the, the, um, uh, the girl. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, the, uh, the Persian, uh, Persian young lady. Persian, yep. Yeah, Persian young lady. Um, and, and just different, you know, like you said, with Marlon and just all the different different ways of of individuals one saying all right this is where you came from yep and these are the steps of manhood or womanhood yep and honestly man um this is something i thought about a while ago i remember a time to where when i was younger mm -hmm. like there were men at the church yep. or men wherever it was or women of the church or it was like there there was almost like there was a blueprint of that for sure you know for sure hey listen man man you go 
you do this. That's why we always have like the gentleman, the gentleman blueprint. Yeah. You know, open the door for a woman. That's right. Pull the seat out. You know what I mean? That's right. Where has that been lost? Yeah, man. I think, man, real talk. We got to look at generations, man. Folks in folks in my generation, we not this is not a white black thing. This is a oh, thing in general. Absolutely, right? absolutely. This is we got to look at generations. And I had a had a person from a generation above me. I actually asked him to be my mentor, and he told me. He said, "I just want to apologize because my generation hasn't done enough to bring your generation up." Mm. Meaning, we haven't showed you like and what, what age we is did. That? He was probably, I'm almost 40, so I'm 38, going to be 39. So, so was it was it our parents? He was probably about 65, yeah. So our yeah, parents. Yeah. I, I, I talked about that before. I said, yeah. I blame the baby boomers. Yeah. Because, yeah. because the baby boomers spoiled that generation yeah. because they didn't want them. Almost the same concept as the Kodasak kid. When you think of, like, the type of work people do now, too, right? So when you think of, like, needing to pass things on, mm-hmm. uh, people before the baby, baby boomers were doing really dangerous work. I mean, they, right. pro- they probably died a y- lot younger, yeah. so it was imperative that you turn stuff over quicker. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Like, hey, let me show you how to cook this <laughs> yeah, yeah, real yeah. quick. Let me show you how to yeah, do this. Let me yeah, show you how to, if, if they did know how to manage money, let me show you how to manage this money that, real yeah, quick. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. if I don't, I'm going to be gone in, like, 10 years, bro. Yeah, like, my yeah. mom's mother died when she he was seven, right? Yeah. Some health issues. Yeah, right? yeah. My mom's father died when he was like, he was probably like forty something years old, bro. Those ones so, who experienced the Great Depression. Yeah, yeah. Those individuals. That's some real stuff, right? Struggled, and they's like, yo, I ain't gonna never let my kids do yeah. this. And at some point, man, people were retiring. But when you look at folks now, like our parents, our parents don't retire, bro. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So they're still in. So it's imperative for yeah. them to pay their rent. They have to hold on to a job that maybe you want. You know I, what I'm saying? Yeah, I and think so, I think our grandparents were more like us. Yeah, and our parents are going to be like our kids. Yeah, yeah. It, it skips. Yeah, right. Because right Absolutely. now, if you look at people our age, we like, yo, we got to get it, dog. Yeah, I ain't about to be like, we got to get it. And then with us getting it, we're spoiling our kids. They call it the pendulum swing, right? So yeah. we can go too far in one direction. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. go too far in another. Yeah, yeah. Um, but but going back to that concept of. Um, like you were saying, you think it's so. You said the gentleman told you, "I apologize." Yeah, man. He said, uh, "He said, look, I, I, I haven't done enough. I haven't taken enough people under my wing." But a part of that too is like guys like me going coming to him is like, "I want to learn." Like I'm gonna let you say no like thirty times because I want to learn. Like I want to learn how to be like for me, real talk, full vulnerability. I want to know how to connect with people that are are in an upper echelon than me, right? So I know how to connect very well with people who are on the same level as me and who are, uh, uh, I mean, if you could call it levels, I don't even feel comfortable saying it because people are people. Yeah. But like if we're talking about in the business world, mm-hmm. I need to know how to connect with people who have more seniority than me. I feel like that's my weak spot, right? How do I find something in common with them? How do I get in that that mix? Yeah, but you're different yeah. than a lot of these a lot of people, man, because yeah. a, a lot of people are looking at our older generation as just that. Like, man, I'm this old dude. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and one of the things we you know, we, we talk about like I think that's one of the main problems with and going back to the hip hop conversation. It's funny because a lot of people are not respecting the older rappers. It's like, yeah. man, get that old dude out of here. And I think what well, happens but listen though, you, you telling me real talk, man, real talk. KRS One wasn't shouting out 
older rappers, bro. He was murdering them. Like, right, you know but what that's I'm the point. That's <laughs> like, the point. It's yeah. the. I think that's what's wrong with like honestly, and not to make this too hip hop, but I think that's the wrong. That's why the hip hop, the hip hop um, genre, yeah, is looked at as a sport. Yeah. No other genre is looked at as a sport. Listen, bro. So I when you say- look at it as a sport, think of the concept of sports, yes. right? Yes, sports is this. Sport. It okay, but that's the problem because it should not be looked at as a sport because this is the thing behind sports. It's, it's got what to happens? Be. What happens when yeah. you get old in a sport? You you go away, bro. But why should our it's, greats go away? It's over. But this is what you do. Like Jay Z ain't going at, nowhere. He's fifty. At, when you look at boxing, because Jay Z. Now I would say you like Jay Z in terms of longevity. Definitely better than Nas. He's aged a lot better, right? But when you think of like like a sport, let's say boxing, right? The greats always live on, bro. But not in hip hop. Our hip hop doesn't look look at it like but that. But we just got to do better on that end <laughs> because it's, we call it a gotta, sport. It's got to be not a call sport. It a sport. Boxing is a sport, and the greats still live on. We yeah, just got to yeah, do a better yeah. job of celebrating our greats. We don't when it's but, a sport because we're saying, hey. Oh, dude, get out of here. It's almost like Vince Carter yeah. playing one more year. Real, it's like Vince. Real, real talk, though. Let it go. The old, some of the old dudes got to get out, though. Like, if if you ain't in it, if you lost, if you ain't in it, you out, right? Ali couldn't box forever. I, Ali had to bow out. He lost to somebody that wasn't even close to better. But I him. bet you one of our old rappers still can spit bars, but we won't give him a chance. Because Maybe. he's old. Some, sometimes they can. Sometimes I mean, sometimes they can. Sometimes because Cube dropped the album and I listened. Yeah. I was like, it's okay. But the younger generation, I'm like, man, get that ugly. Listen, out of here. And, I, and I love Cube. I love Cube. But listen, like you're right. It's it's okay. <laughs> I'm not gonna listen to that all day. Like, but, and Cube's still better than a lot of dudes. Right, but right, right, right. I don't listen to them either. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? But so. with that being said, do you think that happens to the respect and what happens with? Uh, our older generation because I remember sitting back man and listening to my grandfather and my uncle talk and I was just soaking up that game like yeah. it really it was just it was yeah. just just knowledge man you know what I'm saying and if we was fit we'd be fishing and I'm quiet just listening just listening to their stories listening to old kids don't you know younger guys don't do that anymore who yeah. is guiding our younger generation I remember in church and um uh, so I would say that that's rest the mistake. In, rest in yeah. peace to uh, my, my one of my my deacons. I was a junior deacon in, in church, and um, I remember uh, uh, one of my deacon would teach us how to shake a hand. Yeah, he would say that's real. And, and when we didn't shake our hand with the strong shake, he would break our hand like do it again. D- yeah, yeah. He he put us on our knees like hey, I told you, give me that grip and yeah. look me in the eyes. Who's doing that now? Yeah. So basically, yeah. what I'm but, but with me saying all that. And kind of to the concept of what your book and what you're what you're what you're saying is like, I think these blueprint of how to be a man, blueprint on how to be a woman. I think that has been set, but mm-hmm. somewhere somehow somebody lost it. Little girl, sit down, cross your legs, pull your dress down. For sure. For sure, you know, you know what I mean. I remember my my grandma used to sure. when my 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 uh, cousin would sit down with a dress. She'd take her switch and hit her leg because her 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 leg wasn't covered. Cross them legs. Bro. <laughs> we don't do that up in here. <laughs> so, yeah. 
Yeah. Where is that? Where is that? Where is that? I say it, it ain't been lost on everybody, man. Okay. 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 It, it has been lost on some folks, and I think it's that it's more of that pendulum thing, right? Okay. So you okay. talk about like I've been too like if somebody feels like my mother was too hard on me, then their okay. reaction is I'm gonna let my kid do more than I was able to yeah. do instead of finding like where the balance mm, is, right? I hated going to church every Sunday. Yeah. I ain't making them go to church all Sunday, you know? Exactly, kind of. right? Exactly, <laughs> yeah, right? And yeah. I have my own issues with church, right? Yeah. On, on where yeah. I stand in it but i go every single sunday because here's what i do know it sets a foundation you you can strip the religion out i'm talking about being around people who love each other being around people who care about each other and you can say it's still structure you can say christianity is whack right if you want to right Mm -hmm. but i'm gonna tell you do unto others as right yeah that's timeless bro bro i always listen let me tell you timeless you can you don't have to be a christian (laughs) to know that that's right like yourself man i think i've had my battles with uh, church mm-hmm. and even some of my battles with religion. Yeah. Um, still claim to be a Christian, you know, still believe in God, you know, Jesus, son of God. Yeah. But like you said, if I, my, this is what I tell people. I think when the world ends, I think there's going to be a God and he's going to look at everyone, regardless of you're Muslim. He's going to be like, yeah, you guys all were right. Yeah. Listen, because listen, the, the the Jews, core Christians of every Muslims believe all the same, same God, thing. It's, no, it's the exact same but, God, bro. But look at the rules. It's the, it's the, <laughs> it's the exact same God. Like historically, their God is the exact same. But, Allah, Yahweh, uh, El, they're all the same God. And think about this, though, Patrick. Think about it. What's the core of all religions? Love your neighbor for sure. Moral life for sure. Do not steal for sure. Do not kill. Um, just it's, the sa- it's the same thing. Everyone says the same thing. It's all there. It's all there. And yeah. even then, somebody died and somebody rose. Yeah, again. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Give you hope, you know. Karma. Exactly. No, no, it's Karma's the same thing. Yep. Yeah, same thing. But, but yeah, man. Um, so yeah, but I, I commend you on at least saying, all right, you know, it's been lost somewhere, and yeah, and and and, and yeah. that may not work for this family that may not but this is what i'm gonna do for my kids for sure this and this may not be the solution for somebody else's gotcha. family for sure right but at least what i've tried to do is create some type of blueprint that even if you don't agree you can alter it if you want that's to. what i was gonna say it, it ain't got to be say. you these are the stories that i've selected for my children and i just hope and actually the only re- really why i published it because i do stuff for my kids like this all the time yeah, okay i just take it for kink to kinkos and i get a spiral bound copy yeah, right yeah, yeah, but yeah. what i decided to do this time because like we catalog our, our kwanzaa participation mm. you know what i'm saying okay like okay. we'll go to kwanzaa and we're, every single day we meet as a family we light the candle we log what we did that day you know what i'm Man, saying God. we talk about what Man, we're you doing. might be one of the only people that i know that's doing the cons listen <laughs> we listen we got to bro that's us Man, like, bro. we've got to right because <laughs> yeah, actually yeah, yeah. kwanzaa is how this book got written mm, real so mm. real story right so we were on as a family kaumba right kaumba which is creativity right mm-hmm. and i was reading in uh, Dr. Karenga's book about Kwanzaa, and shout out to Dr. Karenga, man. He's, uh, I, I don't know if he still teaches at uh, Cal State University Long Beach, but he was a professor at Cal State University Long Beach, came up with the idea of Kwanzaa to connect all African peoples from around the world. My brother had him as a professor, man. Shout out to uh, Dr. Karenga. But um, one thing, I was reading his his, his text on, uh, on Kuumba, creativity, and uh, he said, and I'm paraphrasing here, he was like, true creativity 
is not just about being creative for the sake of being creative. It was about being creative for the sake of creating something that would last longer than you. Mm. Right. Mm. That would serve your children, that your children can touch and feel. And that's when I knew. Mind you, I told you I didn't have the idea to write the book first. I had to write a passage first. Okay. As soon as I read that. I said, I've got to write this book. Mm. I was writing another book at the time, and I said, I have to do this one first. Okay. Because if I die tomorrow, I want my children to know at least volume one of what I believe. Mm. Right? Mm -hmm. And so, essentially, what I did was I, I already had the values down. So, like I was saying, there were six values. The first two that they experienced are diligence and kindness. Mm. And essentially, the entire book is about how to navigate through diligence and kindness, right? Mm -hmm. And at first sight, like when you're talking about values, diligence seems like, oh, my dad just wants me to work hard or my right, mom right. just wants me to work hard. And this book really explores like what diligence really is. Mm -hmm. Diligence is like, it's hard work mixed with care, attention, being meticulous, right? Mm. Paying attention to the details, mm. being right, being meticulous, right? right, right That's right. what diligence truly is. Because okay. you can work hard in the wrong direction. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? You can work hard and keep doing the, the same thing the wrong. wrong. Thing all day <laughs> yeah, long. Absolutely. And so when you're talking about diligence, yeah. it's about paying attention to details. So I tell a story about Japanese sword makers and how they are so meticulous when they make swords, they work harder than anybody, but they have to fold the sword at least up to sixteen times per fold when they're hitting it down, when they're hammering the metal mm -hmm. down right mm -hmm. they have to know when to put the sword when to put the metal in the water right. and when to when to heat the metal and how how high to have the heat on the metal yeah, right yeah, yeah. that's they're exhibiting hard work but they have to be so meticulous to do it right mm -hmm. to create swords swords i'm sorry that can last and cut things for up to 700 years they have mm -hmm. one sword that's been around for 700 years right. it can slice something better than the sharpest knife right. you find in the store right now Right. Mm -hmm. And so when we're thinking about like what diligence truly is, we got to really start to pare down on what these things are so we could teach our kids right, like, right, what right. this means. Right. Right. And that's that's part of what this book is. OK. Yeah. OK. Yeah. Um, I think I'm I'm wondering, you know, let's discuss the the where do you think that coming up with with this concept did you look at it like specifically for your kids? Because you worked with a lot of kids. I worked with a lot of kids. Worked yeah. with a lot of kids. Shout out, listen, shout out to all the parents that I served over mm -hmm. the years and that I'm still serving because I still mentor kids across the city. Yeah. Listen. Uh, because I, this, this I, is where I, I wanted to go with listen. it. Because this is where I wanted to go with it. Because, um, and this, I asked this question because it starts at 10. Yeah. Now. You, 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 you and your wife raised your kids in a certain manner, regardless, yep. regardless of, you know, um, how they conducted themselves in public, yep. how they respected authority, how, yep. you know what I mean? Uh, For sure. Can I take this book mm -hmm. and say, all right, I'm going to use this concept with a 10 year old who wasn't raised in that manner? Sure. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. So I would okay. say like th these are these are timeless. But you things. get what I mean. Yeah. You know. And don't forget like it says journey. Gotcha. Right. Gotcha. Not not everybody's on the same. My daughter is on a different journey than my, my son. son. Okay. My son is on different. But it still can apply. Experiences the world differently than my daughter. Okay. Right. And I've had kids. Uh, even when I taught that were on totally different journeys than okay. my kids. That's right? where I was going with it because I know you wrote it for your kids and I was just like, yo, yeah. someone listening may be like, you know, 
Man, yeah. my cousin off the chain at 10. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. that don't mean, listen, I, I tell people all the time, I didn't get my life together till I was like 27. Right, right, right. right. I was, I don't know how much that's a given being a, a figure that's out in the community. <laughs> so let's just say I used to do some things and then go to uh, then go to the uh, grocery stores to rub on pineapples <laughs> just to feel how they, just to understand how they feel, right? right like, right, right. listen, I didn't get my life together till I was 27. Don't give up on your kids. That'd be all right. And so, like, yeah, but, but yeah, it just yeah. takes us as parents not giving up and continuing to provide guidance okay. in the face of adversity with your kids. Okay. Nobody tell you it's going to be easy, right? Raising right, kids right, ain't right, easy. Right, Being right, married right. ain't easy. None of that is easy. That's the yeah, real hard yeah, stuff. You think yeah. work is hard? No, dealing with these people is hard. Uh, for you know sure, what I'm saying? For sure, for so, sure. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, but so it, it's a, it's a, it's a and, one and size really, fit all. Ten, ten is the prescribed yeah. Give me the ten. Age, yeah, why right? ten? Why ten? So ten, I believe, I believe ten because I just saw that's where my children were. That's when they were ready to really explore and understand these ideas. Right. We would have conversations about it before, but that's when they were really to just explore and understand these yeah. ideas. And so even when I uh, when I told people about the book, uh, my former AP, she's the principal of uh, Avondale Meadows Middle School. Now she has sons and one of her sons is 12. And she was like, yo, I need it. Gotcha. Give, give it up. I have another principal that I'm coaching. Actually, she has she has three other sons, but another principal I was coaching. Her son is my son's age. She was like, I need that. <laughs> Get it. Hurry up. Hurry up with that. Yeah, I need that. Yeah, yeah. Because like you got to think the, these mothers, these fathers, they're raising their kids and they're thinking the same things we are. Like I have an idea of where I want my child to go. But I'm not necessarily sure of how to get there. They're looking for mentors for their mm. kids too. They're mm. looking for people mm. to influence their li- their kids' lives too, just like I am. When I look at baseball coaches, I had to listen. My son plays baseball. There was a coach out there. He gave my son five push-ups. I didn't think nothing of it, right? Right, shoot, right, right, shoot. right. Give him five hundred. I don't care, right? My wife was like, "But do you see anybody else doing push-ups?" Mm. And I said, "Interesting." So we go talk to him, and I'm like, "Hey, why you give my son push-ups?" I ain't seen nobody else right, right, getting right, right. push-ups. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why are you getting push-ups? I ain't seen anybody else doing push-ups. Uh-huh. And uh, so we talked to him. He's like, uh, you know, I don't know, or something <laughs> like that. And I'm like, dude, give him 300. I don't care how many you give him. Just right, make sure yeah. everybody doing them. Mm. That's, but, like, and for my son to see that, he understands, like, that's where my values are now. Mm. My values are equity, right? Because I'm not going to just let you do five. And But here's where my values are as they exist within my son. He knew better than to argue with that coach about them five. Gotcha. Get them gotcha. damn push-ups done. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Man, I have um, – it's funny you bring that up because I was just having a conversation with someone, and it was in the sports manner. Uh, their kid played uh, baseball. Yeah. And um Yeah, hey man, that's heavy out here. Let me tell you that. These parents take it super serious, bro. Yeah. Listen, yeah. listen, you think basketball crazy. Baseball in Indiana is out of control, bro. Yeah, yeah. I I've seen both. I've you know. Um but but this is the thing, and it's funny you brought up the five push ups yep. because um I was always, you know, with coaches. I've I've been playing I play sports my whole life. I played yep. baseball, basketball and football. Yeah. And um and I coached some. So I was having a conversation with a friend of mine and there one of the one of the kids the coach is always on. Yeah. Making her example. I just want to use push-ups as the example because that's sure. what you use. Sure. Making making them do push-ups and the rest of the kids aren't doing push-ups. Yep. He's staying on her 
but now the rest of the kids. Mm-hmm. And they were like, yo, um, that's not this, that's not that. You know, she he stays. I said, have you ever thought about he knows that your kid has the ability and he's not seeing that. Be. You know what I'm saying? Because I remember a time because I remember a time where you let them coaches coach your kid. Yep. And I think and I, I, I think I know when it changed. But coaches coach their kids. Man, my I had an AAU coach that would cuss us out. Listen. I mean, dog, I if he coached it. today, <laughs> yeah, he wouldn't last a season. Hey, I, I mean, this dude used to yeah. slam it. He'd cuss us out in the locker room. But it was for us to play harder in the second half. Yeah. And when we knew we get in that locker room, you mother. Uh, hey, uh, 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 let's, just, let's talk about that for a minute. Like, okay. sports are a safe space, bro. Yeah. Like, and I understand, like, some things shouldn't be allowed. Like, when you talk about, like, stuff that's gone down up in Carmel mm-hmm. or stuff, like, if, you, if you're if mistreating women in the locker room or something, we're reporters. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's, that's crazy. So crazy. But that's sports crazy. Is, should be a safe space. I remember uh, teachers used to come report to me, like, hey, uh, the kids are cussing on the field. They're cussing on the football field. I'm like, what the hell you think they do on football fields? Yeah, yeah. Like everybody at any age, mm-hmm, right? <laughs> so mm-hmm. Like, let the, if you don't want to hear it, you need to get up in the stands and get away from yeah, the field, right? Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and I say that as a school principal. Don't I'm like, listen, I hope I don't catch no flag. <laughs> but like, yeah. realistically, like I've been around sports all my life. It's a safe space. Let them be them. The coaches got it. Yeah, right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying. And um, but 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 I was checking them on them damn push-ups. Not just I'm gonna go back to that because not just because. I didn't want to let him coach because I didn't say nothing the whole season. My deal was, I just want you to be fair, bro. And, okay. And if and if you want and if you want to do something different with my child, which mm-hmm. I'm not opposed to, then I subscribe to the Red Auerbach method, right? Where he right, went, right. Red went to Bill Russell and was like, "I'm getting ready to chew you out in front of everybody because I want yeah. everybody else to play hard." Well, they I think that's what they say. Uh, yeah. Bill Belichick does the yeah. uh, Brady. Brady. Yeah. They say he the very first Just practice they cuss he cusses him out gets on me like yo if he gonna get on the star I know what he gonna do to me Just let me know that concept yeah. yeah but but going back to that so I ask I think uh, I ask I was like yo well what if he's on her because he knows her ability mm. and mm-hmm. the next girl he knows that they can't do it. Mm-hmm. So he's riding her to push, and and this I, I seen this happen with me with my son, mm-hmm. uh, teaching him how to ride a bike. Yeah. Uh, the first couple of days, I'm like, all right, he don't. I'm not gonna get on him because I know he doesn't know. He's he's struggling. Mm-hmm. But once I saw that he knows how to ride a bike, but he doesn't want to give the effort because he may be afraid to fall. Yeah. He may be able to fall off the bike or whatever. I. Am not going to get on him because he's scared. Mm-hmm. That's natural. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get on you because you're not putting forth the effort to do it. To do it, yeah. Because this is the thing, and I'm telling him he's five years old. He may not understand, but I said, I you can be scared, but Daddy knows that you can do it. Yeah. So once you put forth the effort. That emotion of being scared is going to go away because you're going to learn how to ride a bike. Mm-hmm. I knew he knew how to do it, dog. It got to a point to where I'm riding him hard enough to say, all right, let's go inside. I'm going to give your bike away. I'm like giving all these threats. And he was crying, whatever, whatever. I said, no more iPad. Matter of fact, you grounded off that <laughs> iPad for. You went hard. Yeah, because, yeah. dog, don't quit on me. Yeah. 
I you quitting. Yeah. And yeah. I know you're quitting. So I said, we want to go try this again? And you get your iPad? The same exact day, bro. He rode his bike. That's it. So I'm like. Hey, listen. So, but, but going back to coaching. Yeah. So with that concept of coaching, um, I think where it changed, and I think the problem is, I think where uh, you pay to play has ruined that whole you know, concept, but, but yeah, man, I I think you, I think parents do have to be involved. Like you said, if you seen something wrong with him giving your five pushups and you know, and it was only five. Yeah. 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 You're like, yo bro. I don't like my boy's face. (laughs) Listen, you saw it. Know that I'm harder on my son than anybody could ever be. Okay. Okay. But I saw something in his face. I was like, like, hold on, man. Let me at least say something. (laughs) We're not not doing that today. bro. Yeah. 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 When it comes to Bentley Jones, know that he's always going to be respectful. Yeah. And, yeah. And honestly, uh, B wouldn't have said B ain't gonna say nothing. He's mm-hmm. doing whatever because that's how he's been taught. Right right, right? right, right, right. Do what he tells you to do. And if there's a problem, if if it's not like harming you or any way, then mm-hmm. we good. But mm-hmm. if there's a real problem, you come let me know. Okay. You know what okay. I'm saying? Yeah, man. That's cool. Yeah. That's what's up, man. Like we talked about last episode, man. I think there is something about uh, us on. We were discussing like racism and yeah. some of the things that we deal with in that manner. And I was thinking like just the way we teach how we should we how should we how we should structure our families and our kids yeah. on how to respond to the police officers. For sure. How to respect authority. And a lot of this stuff can be avoided. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, man. You said it's crazy we having that conversation. It's crazy we even have to have that conversation. Mm-hmm. When I when I moved here, my mom had never taught me, and my brother was crazy. Like he, he <laughs> <laughs> officer will pull him over. He's like, "So what you pull me over uh, for?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> officer be like, "You got a broken tail light." So really, that's the real reason. I grew up in Compton, so he's like, "It's probably somebody murdering somebody down the street, yeah, and yeah. I got a broken tail light though." Like <laughs> <laughs> he was nuts, man. But no, like when even when I moved out here, so me and my wife decided in 2007 we moved to Indiana. She's from here. Um, and we start driving. We rent a van. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember this. Like, it was like a green Honda, like, CRV or something like mm-hmm. that. And we ain't got nothing in the van, but, bro, we have a TV. We have a rocking chair. Right. Uh, and, like, two things full of laundry. And we shipped everything else, right? Okay. And, uh, man, police officer pulls me over, like, I was at, like, that, the Ozarks. Like, that, whatever, Texas, Arkansas, and all that. Yeah, whatever, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oklahoma. And uh, pulls me over was like, hey, you look like this drug dealer that traffics around here. And I was like, what you mean? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And he was like, well, I need you to step out of the car. I don't know nothing. Right. I don't know how this the whole protocols work. So I step out of the car. Yeah. And he's like, all right, let me put put you in these handcuffs. Mm -hmm. I'm like, and my wife is like shaking now. She's like, what's going to happen? Puts me in the back of the car. He's like, hey. Uh, where are you going? I said, well, me and my wife, we're moving to Indiana. We're driving across the country to go get to our new apartment. Right, right. He's like, so what job do you have there? I don't know. Like, I didn't have a job. And I'm like, we saved up enough money to, like, make it work. Yeah, right? okay. I was like, I don't have a job. So you moving to Indiana with no job. 
don't know how to respond to that, bro. Like, yeah. yes. <laughs> you know yeah, what I'm yeah, like, that's yeah. what I told you. Like, so yeah. you're not this drug dealer, bro. Like, if it, y'all can't see me on the radio, but I'm one of the nerdiest dudes you'll ever see in your life. Like, big old gap teeth, <laughs> glasses on my face. Yeah, like, yeah. I promise you, I'm not a drug dealer, bro. Right, like, right, right. listen, check my record. Here's my license. Everything that you need to know. Was in dude's car for probably about 30 minutes questioning me with the BS. Mm. Got back in my car. I didn't even think, like, this shouldn't be done at the time. This is 2007. I didn't even think, like, this is this shouldn't be done. I should have got dude's badge number. I should be reporting him. I should. I didn't even think to do all that because I had been pulled over so many times before where I was from. It seemed normal. And then when the when you see all the stuff that happened, like, two, three years later with all the brothers and sisters that have been harassed by the police, I'm like, bro. This shouldn't be normal. Mm, mm. This shouldn't be normal. You know, um, yeah, no, 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 it shouldn't be. Um, but you conducted yourself in a manner. Yeah. Because you, one, it wasn't new to you. Yeah. And you already knew, knew already how knew to. to do. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, again, that goes to mm-hmm. um, that that conversation. Man, I think um, I was just having a conversation with someone. And, well, well before before I go there. Is that kind of, are those steps implemented in like even just those kind of conversations right there? Is that something that you address in the book or even at the, in the journey of? Not that particular conversation. Okay. okay. That, that will be something that will be addressed later. Yeah, right? yeah, so the yeah. next couple of values, uh, one of them is wisdom. We okay. talk about like wisdom with authority, right? Yeah, wisdom, yeah. wisdom. It go across with the board. Authority is not just police officers. It's across the board. You could have Teachers, a boss, right? Yeah, How do you? you you're a fireman, right? Yeah, so sure. you have like superiors. Absolutely, right? absolutely. How do you manage up when somebody's yeah. not competent, right? When yeah. when somebody's not equipped to do their job or manage you effectively, mm-hmm. how do you manage up so you make sure? Because you can sit there and blame somebody all day yeah. and say, I got a whack boss, so I can't really do my job. Or you can figure out how to manage gotcha. that person. Gotcha, you gotcha. Know what I'm so, yeah, because respect and authority, like you said, goes across the board and sure. respect. And, yeah. Okay. Um, I, so, but going back to what I was going to say, having that convers- I was having a conversation with someone and we were discussing racism. And I was telling them and this was the white gentleman it was someone a co-worker that you know we were i said there's big business in racism for sure all day long um it's never going to go away because it's 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 big business it's money does go away you have to make because here's the deal like if it goes away you're gonna make some people real uncomfortable (laughs) because like for for things to be rectified some other people gonna have to lose yeah right because for us to lose somebody else had to win absolutely and for things to be evened out somebody gonna have to lose something yeah which is why we got this big fight about reparations yeah it's so the reason why reparations haven't happened for black people is because there's so much to give out bro they can't give us all that what are you gonna give i I hate that question when you ask like your current it's like like if you if you ask so I would be I'd be willing to if you ask somebody about reparations and they're putting the pressure on like these current uh politi- the politicians I always want to ask them, well what would you do mm-hmm. how would you hand out reparations right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying it's, it's a like it's do. a different yeah, it's very it's not like hey, I'm gonna give every black person a million dollars we'll, we'll or, tear up the United States talking about reparations come on man now it should happen I won't say it shouldn't happen it definitely should happen yeah. right it needs to happen. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. How it gets conducted, I think a lot of people have a lot of different ideas. Yeah. I think uh, one of the ones I've seen is uh, uh, tax tax uh, situations mm-hmm. for black folks. Another yeah. one I've seen is like this 
basic income structure, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen something in giving back to the black colleges and doing something in that yeah, manner. You there's know. that situation, yeah. yeah those. So I've seen a few different, you know, a few different uh, opinions on ways you can do it. But but somebody's going to lose. Yeah, and racism gonna, ain't going nowhere. It's, it's big business. It's big business. Um, because at the end of the day, man, as a people, we need to have a boogeyman. Yeah. And racism is one of the boogeymen that we have, mm-hmm. regardless if it's someone who's implementing the racism or someone who's, you know, who's being the on the other end of it. It's a boogeyman. It's the why is a person racist? Because there's fear that yeah. something may be taken from them from another race or sure. your power is going to be lost. Sure. And we fear race. We fear the being on the other end of racism because yeah. this cop pulling me over, he's going to be racist. I'm shaking. Oh my God. I don't know what's, you know, whatever the system's against me, yeah. you know? So that's always end up. There's somebody at top. Like, the, yes, the, I'm getting both ends. The issue of this is like changing people's hearts and minds are the hard part. What you really need to change is like policy. You need to change like systematic things. Like you talk about inequity and in funding, right? So if IPS is funded the same way as Hamilton Southeastern, that's bull. That don't even make no damn sense. That don't make sense. Right? It can't be funded the same way because yeah. the kids in IPS district just need more. Yeah. Like, let's stop, let's totally stop playing. Different. You <laughs> yeah, know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, like, when you think of that, like, policy needs to change in regards mm-hmm. to that, right? That mm-hmm. happens at the state, of, that happens at the General Assembly, right? Right. Um, so that's that's one thing. But, but there's money about, in that, too, though. There's money in that. Oh, you're not lying. <laughs> but when you talk about, like, when you talk about uh, changing people's hearts and minds, did you go to the Tanahisi Coates uh, when he was here at uh-uh. uh, Butler? No, no, no. So nah. he was just like, like I don't necessarily write these articles to change people's hearts and minds because I I, I write them to give people information, right? Because it's the mm-hmm. I'm on a journey. He said he said it like basically he's on a journey too, mm-hmm. and he's like trying to find things out too. And he's a writer, so mm-hmm. it makes sense for him to write about those things. Mm-hmm. But like some people will read his work or not read his work and still feel the same way afterwards right. because it benefits them too much gotcha. to feel any different type of way. And another thing too, man, when you read, um, when you read on one end on, uh, if let's just say you're a racist person, right? Mm-hmm. And there's only a few things that I think can change the mind of a racist. I don't, I don't care how many books they read, how many, how many, how many articles they read yeah. on telling them that they're racist on how they can change and how they can change their heart. What's that? I'm telling you what you're about to say. What's that? Love. Yeah. And it's usually yeah. through a grandkid. No, seriously, bro. Nah, yeah, I, man, I'm telling you, man, I've seen the racist yeah. guy. I'm talking about their daughters done. Come on, man. <laughs> bro, you know what I, I mean? Thought, I thought you was getting ready to say being around the folks but i mean it's similar but, but, but they're like, similar yeah, it's yeah. similar right even yeah. even if it is i gotta work next to this guy who yeah. i worked next to next you know for for 10 years now i'm like yo this man is, this, this is dude a stand up guy this like, dude gave me five dollars to eat i ain't yeah. had no money you yeah. know what i mean like yeah. he ain't still nothing from my wallet was there the whole time you know what yeah. i mean yeah. those kind of things yeah. so yeah absolutely but um but you gotta but, know them as people right because exactly, like for racism yeah. to exist exactly. the humanity has to be stripped yes right yes and yes. so yeah you got to get to know them as people. but even with that just even saying the word even the creation of race we can you know that was in for itself sure. it was for power and it was for, for sure. separation and that yep. was for you know finances but uh yeah man i think uh i think um but but going back to what i was gonna say and you know we, we get out of here in a few man but mm-hmm. what i was gonna say is i think one of the saddest things and one of the hardest things i'm gonna have to do is 
teach my son and sit him down. Yeah. Not even to talk about sex, not even to talk about those kind of things. The hardest thing is going to for me sit down for me and I hate that I have to do it and I wish it was something that we did not even have to do was to sit there and have a conversation with him on why this white man may not like him or yeah. why there's injustice why yeah. it's sad that man it's like because the reason why i said that the series the miniseries ava duvernay had came out with and you know let's talk about the central park five mm-hmm. um a lot of people have been sitting down with their kids to watch it this innocent being has now to sit down to watch this injustice that's done to five black boys yeah. and say dang man this can happen to me yeah like where does that innocent where, why are we yeah. it's almost like this dog and i hate to say it it's almost like and and, and maybe this is extreme it taint, it taint Ma- you, man. You never maybe for your child. maybe if it's, it's extreme yeah. it's like this instead of me my son coming to me saying i like this little girl it's almost like taking my 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 innocent son mm-hmm. and say all right bro Let's sit here and watch this porno, and this is what sex is about. Because it's the most extreme of porn. It's yeah. not, that's not even real. Yeah. Like, it's almost like watch these little kids go to prison too for... Soon, too yeah. soon, too <laughs> yeah. soon, bro. You wasn't ready for all that. Too soon. But yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. that's almost throwing him into the lion's den of watching yeah. these five boys who didn't do anything wrong. For sure. For sure. You feel me? Yeah. Like, ah, oh, it's, it's, it's so... It's scary, yeah. man. Yeah. It's scary as a parent. Yeah, man. It, it's... It is crazy, man. I, I'll be honest with you, man. We, um, in my household, we, we we talk about that a little. And what we do in my household is just try to tell the truth. So, like, I, I'm not trying to shock him. Just trying to let him know what the truth is, right? And so, like, we will, he will come, my son or daughter will come. My, my daughter's school actually does a good job. So, she goes to Building Blocks Academy. Shout out to Miss Bagley, Miss okay. Burks, Miss Burks Ward. They it's a dope school man okay. it's a it's an all black private school and when mm. I say all black got African kids got black kids it's on uh, like 34th and Washington Boulevard so not Washington Street Washington yeah, Boulevard yeah yeah for right? sure yeah. dope school man my kids three I years old I still live on Washington Boulevard listen my, my <laughs> son and daughter three years old mm. knew how to read straight mm. up and mm. I'm not talking about halfway knew how to read I'm talking yeah, about like all, they can decode like now comprehension is another thing but yeah, like yeah, they can yeah. decode just about anything yeah, yeah. sound out more and than so, just like uh, exactly um, and they ain't stuttering nothing yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah but but like that school does a great job of teaching like African identity and what happened it's to dope. African peoples throughout history they do an amazing job building blocks academy mm-hmm. my son's school he goes to you know he goes to a public school he goes to Seidner Academy right okay. and you know with that we see like him coming home with assignments sometimes and they talk about the pilgrims and stuff and yeah, I'm like, a kid yeah. like fifth grade yeah, I, i'm ready to tell yeah, the truth yeah, and so we like the pilgrims came and he yelled enough to get hit in the chest some, a little bit some yeah, bad yeah. things happened no 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 no. i pull out my uh musa shaka bear shango yeah. talk about, <laughs> listen they you. was cannibals bro uh no 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 they uh, came crazy. over there talking about like my god allows me to kill you yeah, no we're not doing yeah, none of that yeah, today we're yeah, telling yeah. the truth you know mm-hmm. um and i and i think that's important because we don't want to create so when we were young when we were in school right. one of the worst things they did to us was create these folk heroes that people who were criminals and crooks and murderers right? mm-hmm. like like Davy Crockett and all this man right, 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 right. and that's what I said like 
So we ain't got to always do like Central Park Five type thing, even though they need to know about that at yeah, some point. Yeah, but we at yeah. least got to tell the truth on like historically who these people were. You're not going to mm-hmm. be worshiping Davy Crockett. Mm-hmm. We're not going to mm-hmm. be playing cowboys and Indians because the Native Americans, I'm sorry, the indigenous peoples of the world were toe up mm-hmm. dealing with mm-hmm. these people. Mm-hmm. So we're not doing cowboys yeah. and Indians and none of that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah man. I, um, I, I, you know, I, like I said, it's a it's a scary thing for yeah. me to have to know that I'm going to have to tell talk to him about that. For sure, you know what I mean because he's probably going to be going to a majority white school. Yeah. And but right now, man, I'm just teaching him confidence. That's good. I'm teaching him. Um, that's good. You know, being respectful. Confidence is huge. Confidence, confidence, confidence. confidence. And that's you know never done. Yeah, that's and I, never done. And that's one of the things that I look back to my childhood, and I'm like, I learned confidence through sports. Yeah, because you know, God blessed me to be decent at sports so i had the confidence and i learned the swag through sports yep. and i'm like that's good and all mm-hmm. but like that that is not enough because that didn't tell me to co- be confident in my skin yeah it yeah. didn't tell me to be confident in my hair yeah. sports, sports, sports is good because like it gives you that 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 first level of confidence yes but it's, it's levels right levels that's surface level that's physical confidence yeah, right yeah 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 and like team, that's confidence of your ability exactly. to be able to complete a task exactly you know well, think about like where i am like now with my life in terms of like being a black man in yeah. a place where there are white people that I'm dealing with on a day-to-day yeah. basis, I have to build conf- I have to feel confident on what I'll bring into yes. the table every yes. day, yes. and I have to dig deep. So I have to ask myself, like, if I want to coach school leaders, why? Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. Why do I want to do that? If I if I if I want to be a leader of men and women, why? Mm-hmm. If I want mm-hmm. to engage myself with kids to help them. Uh, achieve their wildest dreams why i have to yeah, continuously ask yeah, myself yeah, why yeah. what makes me special yes. what makes me do this so that way when i walk into that room mm-hmm. i can walk in there with all mm-hmm. the power in the world mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. yeah that's a, it's, it's it's a constant journey yeah yeah and the thing is uh i think starting them at an early age this is how i feel because i have those same questions you have like yeah. you know um my thing is and i've had it growing up like all right like Man, you know what I'm saying? Like, I had to almost give myself a motivational speech before I went in and talked. Or, um, but I think, like, if it was implemented in me, like I'm trying to do in him at an early age, Mm -hmm. confidence, confidence, I want him instead of say, instead of him having a why, I want him to walk in and be like, why not? Exactly. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Why not? Exactly. That's what you (laughs) want. And that's what I want from him. Confidence, confidence, confidence. Back to the book real quick, what you talk about. We we talk about that uh, in terms of like the analogy or the metaphor of the map and the compass in this book, right? Mm. And what we say is like what people really want for us, we call it like some people can call this like a pathway or a step by step program. It's not step by step. Like that's the thing. That's what makes it applicable to like all children. Yeah. Because it's not step by step. It is in fact a journey. Which means it's not a map. When you think a map, a map yeah. is step by step. Yeah, turn for sure. right here, yeah, yeah, turn yeah, left yeah, here, yeah, yeah. go straight, right? Step one. This is, this is not that, right? <laughs> okay. And so when we teach children step one, what happens when something pulls up that's not in the steps? Yes. You see yes, what I'm saying? Yes, yes, and yes, that's yes, the yes. problem that we have with like other programs and mm, different things, mm, right? Mm, if it's not on the map, yeah. right, then we're crazy. So like in your journey. And, but that's going back to why I ask you of walks of life. because. Exactly. It, in certain it's steps, white, it's like, yo, that don't even apply to a him. A white person can use this book, no That's problem. But like, yeah. but like, the difference is like some of the concepts in this book mm-hmm. are built on like Yoruba principles in okay. West Africa. Okay. So like, we talk about the Orisha and like which Orisha uh, are 
are connected to which values we talk about. So, okay. like when we talk about diligence, I say the Orisha Ogun is connected to diligence because he is the patron of metal workers. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, and when we talk about kindness, because I define kindness as knowing who you are and your values mm -hmm. and then caring about people from those values. Gotcha. So I tell a story of yeah. like Cheryl, not just being nice, being nice is different from being kind, yes, right? Yes, so yes. like I talk about Cheryl Miller and how she used to treat Reggie Miller, right? She used to bash on the boy, yeah. right? But she did it out of kindness and when she was interviewed about what her most important thing was in her life, she said her family. She could have mm. said her trophies, she should have said all her money, she could have said anything she said her family. And so like her kindness to her brother was like punking yeah, to get yeah. him tough. Strong, yeah, for sure. Because toughness sure. was, is her value, right? Exactly. Um, but no, we talk about the map and the compass. And like, so the reason why we got to teach kids to use their compass instead of a map mm -hmm. is because uh, the compass allows you to go back to true north. Yeah. So if you go off road on the map, how do you get back gotcha. if it's not on the map? The only way to get back to where you were, if you veered off, was readjust. to use a compass. Yeah, readjust and you say, okay, all right, I'm going back this way. That's exactly. dope. That's yeah. real dope. That's dope. That's dope. I didn't, I didn't invent that. I got that from Seth Godin. Actually, it is before him, too. But the person I read it from first was Seth Godin. Yeah. I was like, wait a minute. This is like, this is what I've been thinking the whole time. Yeah. I've been thinking like, yeah, you can't yeah. give kids step by step because sure, you'll be sure. forever creating, creating new steps. And that's the problem, too, with a blueprint. Yeah. Because yeah, you, can't you can't have one, man, because, again, the way my and, and we go into that concept of saying, well, the way going back to my grandmother, you okay. know, what I mean? my grandmother spanked my cousin mm -hmm. because her legs were showing yep. and that hurt her. And so it taught her how to cross her legs. But my, my cousin may be like, bro, I hated that. I'm not going to spank my daughter to tell her I'm going to try a different way. But if she looked at the blueprint or the map or the step-by-step, -step, she would have had to follow the same step. And it's like, no, I don't have to do that because, first of all, you know, I can, my daughter may think day, different than me or back in the day. Really want. Exactly. She wanted her daughter to cross her legs. Yeah. The, so yeah. you might be able to go about that a, a different, different way, way. A different right? way. Well, yeah. uh, Chief Benjamin, I don't know if you know Chief William Benjamin, good dude, right? Mm. And uh, Chief used to say this in, in the trainings at Tinley, he used to say champions win in the gray mm. so it's not really about like how you win yeah, right champions yeah. win when stuff isn't defined yep, right yep, and when it's yep, not yep. defined then what do you do yes that's yes, that's yes, the real thing i want you to cross your legs i don't want to use the way my grandmother used right. what do i do now yep, yep right yep, yep. i was you know i used to ask young men this question so we used to have a leadership program at Tinley mm -hmm. prep and i used to ask them like uh we in the leadership program we used to meet and i used to ask them if you need a young man you coach it you're coaching your peer you're leading your mm -hmm. peer and you want a young man to take a box from from the right mm -hmm. and move it to the left. And you say, sir, I need you to take that box from the right and move it to the left. Yeah. And he doesn't budge. What do you do? Mm. What do you do? You going to call his mama? Right. Well, you going to fight him? What are you going to do? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, that's the space where people win. Right. When you yeah, think of like great yeah, leaders, yeah, yeah, yeah. they get people to move the damn box. Right. Yeah. Right, you know right, what I'm saying? Right, 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 and so right, like, yeah, 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 that's, that's what, that's what leadership and, yeah. and confidence. Yes. And all of this is really about, it's, about, it's about teaching young people how to win in the gray, how yeah, to win yeah. when things aren't defined. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And I think that's, you know, and you um, can only do that by relying on your values. Yes. At the end of the day, if you, you have this podcast, right. Which yeah. means like, you you own this. You and mm -hmm. TC run this. Right? Right, you right, have right. no boss, right? Right, right, right? So what do you rely on when you have no boss? Who tells you what to do when you have yeah. no boss? Yeah, man. Only what you believe what is we true. believe, man. Your values, right? Values. Yeah. As you know, I think you know values. Like you said, once again, I always go back to the word confidence. Confidence. Uh, consistency. Yeah. 
You know, those are the things you have you, to do, man. You have to create those, though. Yes, Nobody's telling Nobody's you, telling Paris, me. man, I need you to get, <laughs> I need you to do this. I need you to call Patrick yeah. Jones right now. Nobody's telling you yeah, that. You yeah. are telling you that. That's coming from somewhere, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's why it's important that kids have that confidence, yes, get man. this and have yes, this, man. right? I tell every day, man, I tell me, you know, I, I'm always, anytime he's going somewhere, you know, I'm like, I love you. And I'm like, you know, make sure you have your confidence. We went to camp this week. Yeah. I, I tell him every day, yo, have fun. Make sure you have confidence. That's right. That's right. Walk with your chest out, bro. And have confidence in everything you do, even if it's wrong. You have confidence and say, I was confident about my decision, and this is how I'm going to learn from my mistake. You know, whatever. Every time you in school, you know this. There's always some kids that you ain't never seen them fight before. And they ain't big. <laughs> they ain't even big. Yeah. But they don't never get picked on either. Come on. Why? Yes. Why? Come on, man. They walking around well, with something. Yeah. <laughs> they walking around with so, something. Just being real, man. Yeah, man. They so. walking around with something. Yeah, man. Patrick, we can keep on going all day, yeah, man. man. Yeah. But, no, on the real, man, I do want us to, you know, um, come back with that cul-de-sac yeah. kid part Let's two because it. I think a lot of people can learn from that and you know maybe we can have a panel of some type Absolutely. and uh, man just people you know talking about some of their struggles yeah. or some of the things that they did you know what hey, I'm saying man, you should bring Herbie man her, yeah, yeah, her yeah. daughter oh, yeah, uh, yeah. just decided to go to a different school so like I was, I was watching her navigate through that. Yeah, that was interesting. Yeah, we've had a couple conversations about it, man. I think that'd be a good, you know, a good. If she, if she ain't scared to come on this mic, you know, she might be. She better not. Be <laughs> man, before we go, brother, uh, man, you know, I want you to tell. I wish I should have said where you can find this book, where people yeah. can where they can get the book and everything. Yeah. And your socials or whatever else you want to promote, man. I yeah. want you to. Get so I mean, my my Twitter is at Jones's Teaching. Um, the book is called Journey to Legacy, Volume One, Book of the Training Sword. You can search for it on Amazon. Patrick H. Jones the second, the second being the Roman numeral. Uh, search for it on Amazon. Journey to Legacy, Volume One. And lastly, shout out to Dr. Tyra Selden, Black Businesses. She was my copy editor on this book. Okay. And uh, she did all the edits. Her, her and her team did an amazing job. Dope, dope, Made dope. sure I was really saying what I was exactly trying to say. I right. Gotcha, Having gotcha. somebody look over, we went through two or three uh, copy edits. Uh, iteration yeah, so yeah, yeah. it was just a great experience I loved working with her like I always love working with her uh, she was the same copy editor for folks like Damon Jad Dash on his Culture Vultures yeah, book and she's okay. done uh, lots of other work Dope. but shout out to Selden Writing Group if you are a writer or author go to her now, are they local? services they are local bro man we might she's get her right here in Indianapolis man. she's been a curriculum uh, person for like Park Tudor Cathedral man, for you Tinley. put me on Listen, brother I'll put you on Dr. <laughs> Selden Dr. Selden's where it's at yeah, okay. man. yeah so, for yeah. sure man for sure I love to. I've loved to hear that. Yeah, you know, that yeah. you know process. So, yeah, man. Um, I have you tagged on everything. Once For we sure. put on the social and everything, Appreciate man. You, so, yeah, man. Y'all go out and uh, support this brother, man, and support people out here doing things. That's for these kids for sure. Yeah. And uh, yeah, man. I wanna I wanna have you back. Like I said, we're gonna. I wanna I wanna research. I wanna you know um, revisit that conversation. Older set kids. Yeah, yeah, man. So that's, that's where a lot of us are now. Come so on, it's man. like, what do we do? Come on, Because like we're scarred, right? Yeah. We got PTSD. When you see Come somebody on, get shot right in front of your house, Come right? On, people slam. Uh, parents right? on drugs, you know, crack. Exactly, you know, right? Yeah. And, then you, and then you gotta go raise some normal kids, right? Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. How do man, you, do you that? yeah, man. You said something too that I think I'm a spark an episode. Uh, I, I do wanna, I do wanna talk to and ask different white people. Yeah. Male, young, female, young, old, whatever. Yeah. Different walks of life. 
I want them to define racism. Yeah. Yeah. And it'd be interesting to see how they look at racism. Yeah. And what they and what they think. And then we could talk to black people and, and, and see what they think, man. Because it's a it's a word that's thrown around a lot, man. It is. It's thrown around everything. Man, I seen somebody on uh and I and we're gonna get out of here, man, but I seen someone talk about uh there was a they were at a restaurant and this didn't happen, something didn't happen. First thing they screamed was racism. Mm. It's like, nah, that's their policy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's a word that's very important because it is yeah. something that's real. Yeah. But because it's real and it happens, a lot of times it's used in the wrong. I'm, I'm going to say this. I'm going to say, maybe we can save it for the episode when we go. I'm going to tell you this. With the, defi- with the working definition of racism, uh, and I, I'll send it to you. I'll text it to you. Uh, all white people are racist. Have to be. Okay. So, like, if, if if we talk about sexism, and sexism is uh, right now it adversely affects women, right? And men are on the other side of that, right? Mm-hmm. So, if you benefit from sexism and you're a man, then you are a sexist, right? Not saying that you personally are going out being chauvinistic, but you have certain. I, I know I have. I can't say for you, but I know I have chauvinistic ways about me at, at times. You say okay. stuff like "throw like a girl" or whatever. You might say all mm-hmm. types of weird mm-hmm. stuff, and mm-hmm. you you might not even notice it, right? Yeah. Just because you're a man, you don't have to live. I don't even like. My wife tells me all the time, like, "Oh, I can't go out there and walk or go get the mail at night, right?" I don't yeah. even think about stuff like that. Right. I walk anywhere I want, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. She lives in a totally different world than I do. Mm, we gotta so talk about this. Based man. on that definition, right? If we say all men mm-hmm. can exhibit sexism, mm-hmm. then all white people exhibit racism because they are the race that benefits from racism, right? We can talk Ooh. about it more, but Ooh. but I but, can. But that doesn't mean everything is racism. I got you. You know what I'm saying, but. But man, but you said something earlier, man. You got them, yeah. you got them white kids on the south side going to school with yeah. the IPS kid. Yeah, that's classism. That's different, man. But but the, but uh, yeah. I'm talking about like when you start looking at. Yeah, we could talk about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah we could talk in. because it's okay. Yeah, man. Then you got you coming back for two episodes, <laughs> brother. <laughs> yeah. Hey, man. I appreciate it, man. We're gonna get out of here, Absolutely. man. Thank you. Um, yeah. You know, thank you for coming through, man, and. Uh, sharing this this topic what up tc um free tc yeah yeah man hopefully you'll be all right out there man he's having a good time yeah but again you guys can find us on social um at stakes is high pod that's on facebook instagram and twitter yeah uh if you want to find us uh listen to some of our past episodes you can go to uh soundcloud spotify iHeartRadio, google play Again, that is Stakes is High Pod. Uh, and if you want to become a guest or if you want to have leave comments or any questions or topic ideas or be uh, run an ad on our show, uh, you can email us at Stakes is High Pod at gmail.com. Yeah. All right. All right, everybody. Thank you guys for listening. Patrick, again, thank you, brother. Appreciate you. Thanks. All right, man. And this is Stakes is High Podcast. Peace. Peace.